And the five two would be pretty much on party lines, right? If you if you had to say there were party lines in the Supreme Court. Yeah, it exactly was. The five Republican justices were in the majority, and in all three cases, the two Democratic justices were in the minority. So to set the scene uh, for people who really don't know what happened here, what are those three rulings? Certainly, uh, there are three, and probably in order of the issues that are most important to the folks listening, number one, voter ID. In 2018, the North Carolina General Assembly approved a voter ID law a few weeks after voters went to the polls and voted to put voter ID into the state constitution. Now, there was a separate lawsuit challenging the ID amendment that's still working its way through the courts, but there was a lawsuit against the voter ID law that was uh, thrown out at a trial court level. And late last year, the state Supreme Court, back when there was a 4-3 Democratic majority, agreed that the voter ID law was unconstitutional. After a rehearing in March, the new state Supreme Court ruled last Friday that the voter ID law was constitutional, which means it is scheduled to now go into place for the uh, municipal elections this year, and then, of course, would be in place in 2024 with the next major election. Probably second most important to people is redistricting. You hear about gerrymandering and the fact that our state Supreme Court, when it was led by Democrats, decided that... uh, Partisan gerrymandering could be unconstitutional in North Carolina, which meant throwing out election maps for Congress and for the State House and Senate drawn by the Republican-led General Assembly. Now, in a reversal of a ruling from late last year, the current state Supreme Court says it's going to wipe its hands of any cases dealing with partisan gerrymandering. It says this is an issue that's for the General Assembly to decide how to draw election maps, and the courts are not going to interfere if someone complains that the maps are too partisan. So the General Assembly is likely to redraw maps again. And then the third most important ruling, this was not a reversal of the state Supreme Court because it didn't reach the the Supreme Court for oral arguments until the Republicans had their majority. But this was the issue of felon voting. There was a group of activists who wanted to ensure that felons who had completed active prison time but had not completed the rest of their prison sentences could be able to vote in elections. Uh, the implication was this could affect as many as 56,000 people. They were actually able to register and vote in the November election, but the state Supreme Court says that that case should have been uh, ruled the other way, that felons have to complete their full sentences, and so that anyone who registered in the last election uh, who was a felon who has not completed his or her sentence, they have to be their registration has to be canceled and they can't vote moving forward until they complete their full sentences. So three big rulings. Yeah, so allowing felons to vote, uh, doing some redistricting within the state for elections and then voter ID rules, those are all tangible things that we can understand here. But the kind of the bigger implication that a lot of people are saying is that this is a court that's potentially kind of being like a legislator. Well, I think that you are hearing that argument from the political left, and the response is that, no, the court is going back to doing what it was supposed to do in the first place, and that is act like a court and not like a a political body, which they accuse the previous Democratic Supreme Court of doing. And there's some evidence of that. This redistricting case moved forward very quickly. The voter ID law was moved forward very quickly so it could get to the state Supreme Court. The state Supreme Court, in the redistricting case, basically invented 
a constitutional ban on partisan gerrymandering by picking and choosing some pieces of the state constitution and throwing them together to say that partisan gerrymandering was unconstitutional. In the rulings that came out last Friday, and altogether these three cases, majority opinions and dissents, stretched well over 400 pages. Basically, the majority opinions say, no, the court is now going to do what a court is supposed to do, and that is defer to the General Assembly for the work that it's supposed to do in writing the laws, and only when there is a clear unconstitutional law do we strike it down. But otherwise, we're not going to substitute our political convictions for those of the General Assembly.